0: teaching today. Say it loud. What happened to the woman? woman. Now, I want you to get this because the same woman, the same woman uh, that we saw in uh, with Eve, the same woman uh, in the Old Testament, Eve is the same woman in the book of Revelation. All right. All right. The same woman, somebody over the other saw what I just did, right? Somebody, praise the Lord. But anyway, in the Old Testament, oh, shoot. (laughs) Lord, I got to get them words out of my vocabulary. I'm talking about words, right? You can't, that's a vile word in the name of the Lord. All right, thank you all so much. All right, all right, thank you so much. All right. Now, what I want to do this morning is I want to take you into the Word of God. Uh, What I want to do is that you will know the Bible. When I keep saying to you that the Bible is about Israel, it's about the man, it's about the woman. That's what the Bible's about. From Genesis to Revelation, if you start off in Genesis, in the beginning God created it. The heaven and earth, well, he didn't create a planet. He created the heaven and earth. The heaven and the earth is the man and the woman. Uh, the man is heaven, that's Christ, and then the earth is the woman. So you have to be able to see that's what he created, the heaven and earth. He created Jerusalem and the promised land. So you can break it all down. It was Adam and Eve. So now you, now you look at that, you go to the book of Revelation, you will see the same thing, a new heaven and a new earth. See, he started off in Genesis, he created the heaven and earth. Ended up in the book of Revelation, a new heaven, new earth. Well, he's talking about a new heaven, which is Israel, Jerusalem, a new Jerusalem, all right, a new earth. He's not talking about a planet, he's talking about where he put Adam and Eve. He put them in the land called the promised land that God kept for them. Out of all the land that's in the whole world, God kept that little land, strip of land that you'll see uh, in the back of your Bible. When you see the what Israel, you'll see that you'll see it had water, rivers all around it, just like God says. And then He made that the the best, the best land. He put all, not all, but a lot of the gold there, a, a whole lot of riches. He put everything in there so man would have. It's called the Promised Land. When you go back and look at. Israel going to the promised land. He told you everything, and it's a land flowing with milk and honey. But he's not talking about the cows are dropping milk all over the land. You know what I mean? Milk and honey mean things. <laughs> oh, praise God. So you've got to get, you get the corner of mind, natural mind off of God's word. Amen? All right. Now, what I want you to do, I want you to be able to see this. Now, all these other nations was there. So God created all these nations. He called them the works of his hands. And then he put man over it. I showed you that in Psalms 8, remember? Let's, just, let's show you something in Psalm 8. Psalms 8. So you have to understand that the Bible always gives you everything, but I challenge you to spend more time in the Word. That's all I can do. Out of 44 years of ministry, I still got it. And what I mean by that is my hunger for the word. It's an awesome thing. You lose your appetite, especially for the word. But when you come here, you're going to get a solid hour of word. But you need to get the word and then you need to do is to make sure you, you, you have an attitude like, I want more, Lord. I want more because your soul is hungry for the word. You may not think it is, but you sit up in here you get hold of some tape that, that you heard years ago and you hear that again and go, like, man, that was good. It was good then. But you only listened to it one time. So that's all I'm saying, okay? Now, Psalm 8 is what I want to show you. We're going to start off with verse 1. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. See, in all the earth, talking all Israel. Who has set thy glory... He's talking about the, the tabernacle above the heavens. See, he's talking about the, the, the tabernacle that he got. Out of the mouths of babes and suckling thou hast ordained praise because of thine enemies, that thou may steal the enemy and the avenger. See, that's the power of praise. That's the power of praise, to steal the enemy. So when you're going through something, that's what you need to be doing, praising the Lord. Because what, what does flesh do when you praise the Lord? Don't want to do that. But there are spiritual things that are trying to come against your life. When you praise God, you are saying, he got this. He, God got this. If you don't praise God, you move into a place of worry. See, so, so to keep that spirit off of you, you got to praise that breaks the power of the enemy that's trying to come against your mind and your life. All right, that's why, the, watch what he say, it was still the enemy and the avenger. Stop him in his track. When I consider the heavens, the work of your fingers, then he gonna say what they are, the moon, the stars, which thou hast ordained. Now, you know Israel is called the, the moon, the stars are the 12 tribes of Israel. See, you got to see the Bible as what it is. You, gotta, you need the Holy Spirit, because if not, you're going to still see the moon up there every time you say moon, moon, sun, sun, see, because you, you don't have the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ, you, you start seeing what the Word says, okay. So you can't go by so many people out there, because that's how you get to see. All right. Now, when I consider the heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon, the stars, which thou hast ordained, what is man? See? See? that thou art mindful of him. And the son of man, that thou visited him. Now, don't ask God to visit you because he doesn't visit you no more. That's Old Testament. He lives here now. Amen. Old Testament, he visits. New Testament is he lives. Amen. All right, so don't be, Lord, visit me. He right inside. He'll need to visit. Watch what He said. For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, crown him with glory and honor. He's, when he was made a little lower than the angels, that's what he failed to. He had to become flesh. See, he lower than the angels. You only have man, then you have angels, then you have uh, God, see? So, but he had to come lower than man. He had to become a man. See, man without God is lower than the angels. Man with God, you're over the angels. So if you want to change position, get in Christ. Now you sit above Alright. Thou made him to have dominion. See? Over what? The works of thy hand, these nations. Thou hast put all things, these nations, under your feet. Then he's gonna name them. But people think when he says sheep, he's talking about real goats. Man, Jesus called a lamb. You think Jesus is a furry creature? Bah. No. All sheep. The Bible called Israel sheep. And Jesus is called the shepherd of the sheep. John chapter 10, my sheep. You think he's talking about. See, you have to understand the Bible it has to be. You have, that's, God wrote the Bible this way so people who don't believe can't know it. All sheep and oxen and beasts of the field. Of the field means the world. The Bible told you in Matthew 13, the field is the world. So he's talking about. And then he said the fowls of the air. See, the fish of the sea. The fish, you know who that is? That's Leviathan. I asked you that before. That's the king of Egypt. He, he, he's called Leviathan, one of his name. He's a fish of the sea. Whatsoever passeth through the path of the seas, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. So you, you have to read the word. You have to know all the things in the word. That's why you have to be here. Now, you can get a Bible like I do. That's the only way I know. I don't have like, okay, Lord, what is it? You got to study When you study the Lord to show you, he'll teach you, all right? Now, let's let's move on. Now, I gave you Genesis chapter 3, verse 20 through 24 this morning. Uh, We're going to do that, we're going to move, because my question is, is, where is the woman? What happened, I'm sorry, what happened to the woman? If you follow this Bible all the way down in the later chapters, which I hope to get to today, chapter 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21 of Revelation, you will see everything happen to the woman. The woman failed. If you start off in chapter 12. Chapter 12 is a summary in the book of Revelation of everything happened to the woman. That's all it is. Chapter 12. I'm going to go there, chapter 12. Revelation chapter 12. I got to break some new ground here sooner or later. Revelation chapter 12. It started the back and work forward, huh? Revelation chapter 12. Now watch what it says when you read it. On top of your chapter, it says, a woman give birth to a son. That's what it says, Mine. W- wonder who this woman is. Galatians chapter 4 told us uh, that Jesus Christ was born of the woman. Israel is the woman. She has a son named Jesus. See, her son is not Christ. Christ is God's son. You got that Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. We'll go there next. Hold your finger there. Uh, Revelation chapter 12. And there appeared a great wonder in heaven. Watch this. A woman clothed with the sun, the moon under her feet, upon her head a crown of 12 suns, I'm sorry, 12 stars. See, you got to be able to see if you know what it, what it is. If you start off the book of Revelation, he told, let's bag up, let's bag back in Revelation and let's look at the uh, the last chapter of the B- Revelation, chapter one. Revelation chapter one, the last verse. And mark that, when you get home. See, the Bible is his own dictionary. He'll tell you everything if you just study the Bible. Revelation chapter one, verse twenty: the mystery of the seven stars, which thou sawest in my right hand. that Jesus is talking to, is telling you that these stars are in his right hand and the seven golden candlesticks, then he's going to tell you, the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches. Well, he's not talking about, I'm, a, I'm an angel of this church. But he's not talking about, ooh. The word angel means spirit. See, you've got to understand that, that we are spirits now. So that's why when you read the book of Revelation, I'm not Revelation, First John chapter 4, he told you about, Beware of false prophets. And then he told you that they are spirits. Believe not every spirit. See? All right. See, a false prophet has a satanic spirit. I have God's spirit. I now am spirit. See, you, you got to stop looking at me in the flesh. We know no man after the flesh. Why? Because now we are spirit. We are the body of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. All right. Now, in Revelation chapter number one and verse 20, the mystery of the seven stars which thou sawest in my right hand and the seven golden candlesticks, the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches or the pastors of the seven, the apostles of the, whichever way you want to put it. And the seven candlesticks which thou sawest are the seven churches. So when he said, if you, I'll come and remove your candlestick, what is he removing? The church. That's why if you go back, I told you, you can Google this on your phone. In the book of Revelation, the seven churches. The seven churches of Revelation. You can watch the movie. They're going all around that whole town showing you everything happened. If you can get away from another world, please take a little time out from another. All right now in revelation chapter 12 we back there i'm not going to read our revelation chapter 12. that's going to be your homework revelation chapter 12 verse one and there appeared a great wonder in heaven a woman clothed with the sun see and the moon was under her feet and upon her head 12 stars and she being with child cried traveled in birth pain to be delivered and there appeared another wonder in heaven behold a great red dragon Having seven heads and ten horns, seven crowns up on his head. His tail grew the third part of the stars of heaven, and did cast him to the earth. The dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered, for to devour her child as soon as it was born. Now, you saw that even with Moses. You saw it with Jesus, how they came in and then they killed all the babies to try to get to Jesus. Moses, they had them to throw them in the water. That's all you're looking at, what already happened. This with this this 12th chapter. And verse 5, and you can read the rest of it. And she brought forth a man child, which was to rule all nations. Now, you know that with Jesus, uh, with a rod of iron, and her child was called up to God and to his throne. Now, you know that's where he is, not on the throne. So that's all I'm saying. If you look at, if you just read the Bible, and, but you just can't read one verse, you got to study the word of God. All right? Now, let's go over and look at the other part, verse number 13. We just moved around. Verse 11, they overcame him by the blood of the lamb, because that's exactly what happened. In verse 13, and when the dragon saw that he was cast out into the earth, he persecuted the woman. Well, who did he persecute? Israel, which brought forth the man child. And to the woman was given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness. Now, she didn't go. Err. See, that's, that's what the other mind. That's why you got people saying at the funerals, uh, they got wings. That's why you hear folks bless their heart. they come coming. Well, she, praise the Lord, saying she got her wings this morning. Come on now. I said, how, how you got wings? When you have a little touch of wings, why are you then? You in the spirit realm, now you got wings. See, them people that learn from ignorant people, don't you walk around. Don't ever let me hear you say, never. I'm just going to tell the earth, take them out. Wait till they chill out. Wait till they chill out and bring them back. Because if you got wings. Listen, that scripture says, David said this in the Psalms, if I had wings as a dove, as a dove, as, as what? Because if the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus as a what? Uh, that, that's all he's talking about, the Holy Spirit. If I had wings of a dove, i will fly away and be at rest. Well, you don't have to fly away in the new covenant. You don't need no wings. Stop believing God for wings. Believe him to, for the grocery. Believe him to pay your bills. Now watch verse 15. And the serpent cast out his mouth. Water as a flood. So, what's the first thing should come in your mind? I talked that this morning what the flood is. No. See, if you know what flood is, flood is tribulation. Remember the days of Noah that was a flood? <laughs> Jesus talked that in Matthew chapter 7. She has a flood. Flood is tribulation. All right. So, the woman, he, he cast the water out at the woman like a flood that he might cause her to be carried away. Of the flood, of the tribulation. You know that even Paul did that. All right. All that's good. I can't stay here. I got too much to give you for today. All right. Now, I want to show you what happened to Eve. Let's go to uh when Adam and Eve, let me show you what happened to them. Uh, Genesis chapter number three, verse 22 to 24. Did we ever read that? Okay, I gave it to you at the beginning. We're going to go there and read that. I want to show you something. The book of Genesis, chapter 3, verse 22 and 20 through 24. And I want to show you Galatians 5, 1 through 4. Genesis, chapter 3, verse 22. One verse. When you get this, say amen. Verse 22, And the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become as one of us to know good and evil, And now lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent him, watch this, forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from which he was taken. Now why was it so important for him to be in the garden of Eden? That's a question. I'm going to answer it today. But you want to know why was so important for him to be in the garden of Eden? And also in verse 24, so he drove out the man and place at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming flame sword, which turned every way, watch this, to keep the way of the tree of life. Now, if the tree of life is in the garden of Eden, then what did Adam? Let, let me just, I'm not going to do it like that. I'm going to show it to you. Uh, let's go back to Genesis chapter 3. And we want to look at verse number 7. See, this is why you need to be here. I want you to write down the word, the presence of the Lord. Your responsibility is to make sure you're in Christ and your responsibility is to make sure the presence of the Lord is on your life and you, you, you know if you don't have it come up in here, that's what God wants to do. It, it put, you come in here, you come into the presence of the Lord. You ought to have the Lord in you. But if you don't, if you come in here, you came into the presence of the Lord. But, but I'm going to show you why it's so important. All right? Genesis chapter 3, verse 7. That's where we're at. Okay? And the eyes of them both were eaten. That's when they ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. The eyes were open, and they knew that they were naked now. See, they saw flesh, what it is. And they sowed thick leaves together and made themselves aprons. Once their eyes were open, they saw flesh. Now, this same thing happened when Paul talked about in, in Acts 26. 18 and 19. Open your eyes, turning from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness. When that happens to you, you don't see flesh no more. You see spirit. See, that's the that's a difference in you having the mind of Christ and not. See, if you don't have the mind of Christ, you only see flesh. You see people as trees walking. You need to be touched again. That's what Jesus did. Once he healed the man, the man said, "I I see trees walking." He said he laid his hands on him again. So he saw now perfectly. So you've got to be able to see in the spirit realm. The word see means to discern, to know. All right. Now watch what happened. Genesis chapter 3 and verse number 7. They made themselves apron. Now you know what an apron does? It only cover your front. It takes a little while for it to sink in. All right. Apron means it covers your front. Your behind is out, Adam. All right, verse, see, some of y'all I have to make it plain, because just, or apron just don't get it. What's wrong with apron on? Verse 8, and they heard the voice of the Lord God, watch this, walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and watch what Adam did. Adam and his wife hid themselves. Well, watch what they did. They hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the, they hid among the trees of the garden. See, I want to show you that when they hid among the trees of the garden, it means that they left the garden. They left the presence of the Lord. That's why I want you to read Sunday e- Ezekiel chapter 28, 29, 30, 31, those chapters, and you will see all of them. Let's go to, let's go to Ezekiel 31 and verse 8. Ezekiel chapter 31 and verse 8. Now, you go to Ezekiel, it's going to tell you what, where Adam went. The Bible here says he hid himself among the trees of the garden. I, I want you to put on the screen Ezekiel chapter number what I said, 31 and verse 8. See, if you go all the way back to chapter 8, 28, you'll get all of this. Ezekiel chapter number 31, verse 28. Let's read. The cedars in the garden of God, cedars. So you have to study the word cedar. That's all you got to do. One word, cedar. And the Bible told you in between chapter 28, 29, 30, 31, it's going to tell you what the cedar tree was. But the cedar in the garden of god so adam was not the only one in the garden of god that's what you got to think could not hide him now i just read to you uh genesis chapter number three and verse eight and they heard the voice of the lord god walking in the garden in the cool of the day and adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the lord among the trees of the garden down here, Ezekiel chapter 31, verse 8 says, And the cedars in the garden of God could not hide him. The fir trees were not like the bow, would not like his bows. The chestnut trees, look at the different trees. The cedar trees, all that's in the garden of God. The fir trees, the chestnut trees were not like his branches, nor the not any tree, not any tree in the garden of God was like unto him in his beauty. Well, who's he talking about? Egypt, the king of Egypt. So where did Israel go when they got captured? Egypt. If they went on the other side of Israel, where did they go? Babylon. See, if you go look at it, they went to Assyria, they went to Egypt, they went to Babylon. These places were already there. Took them into captivity. Verse 9 says, I have made him for fair, talking about this cedar tree, by the multitude of his branches, so that all the trees of Eden that were in the garden of God envied him. All the trees of Eden envied the, the cedar trees. Can't you understand trees were people, kings? Let me move on. Now, I'm giving you a taste so you can understand that Eve did not eat no apple or no orange. Don't argue with no people about that kind of stuff. That's what they told me when I'm growing up. I'm like, how can you eat an apple and don't have the tree of life no more? And get the tree of knowledge good and you by eating the apple? Come on, man. All right, let's move on. Don't lie to your children. Santa Claus is not real. All right. Everything you got came your mom and your daddy. <laughs> all right. Don't lie to your children. Don't do that. Once, have them sit up all night waiting, looking at a chimney. Because <laughs> I know he got to come down because mama said he'd be here after like 12. <laughs> lie. Don't lie to your children like that. They lie to their children. All right. All right. Let's move on. Now, anything else out there I supposed to give you? Galatians 5, I heard that was, what is it? Nine and six. Isaiah 9 and 6 is the first one. Let's go back there. Then we're going to go, thank you very much. Those are, those are too good. We're going to go to Isaiah first, then we're going to go to Galatians 5. Thank you so very much. Because I want to show you what happened to Eve. She fell from grace. That's what I'm trying to show you. you you're in a church where we teach the grace of God, and now a sudden, oops, I want to leave. What do you think you're getting ready to do? You get ready to lead the presence of the Lord for your life. All right, let's go back to where we're going now first, Isaiah 6. Isaiah chapter 9, thank you very much. Just a brace Bracewell told me this morning, say, you, you be moving around, slow down. I'll get ready to write something, you were somewhere else. I told her I was going to make it up to you, Sister Blazeworth. Isaiah chapter 9, are you there? Let's read verse 6. For unto us a child is born. Now you ought to have this in your Bible by now, as long as you've been here. A child is what? Born. 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 The government shall be upon his shoulder. Unto us a child is born. And then that same verse says, a son is given. How many see the difference? That's all, see the difference? A child is born, a son is given. You don't get it? A child is Jesus, the son is Christ. So you need to mark that in your Bible. See, Jesus was married, baby, but she was, Christ was not. Are you listening? All right. So that's why, that's why some churches preach Jesus, the child the man see we preach Christ okay that's what Paul said we preach Christ crucified right all right now you read the rest of that well I read verse 9 I said I'm gonna read that the government shall be up on his shoulder his name shall be called watch this wonderful counselor the mighty God the everlasting father the Prince of Peace Of the increase of his kingdom, that's his government, and peace, there shall be no end. Like I told you, who told you that grace is going to end? You waiting on the end of the world? There's no end. Of his kingdom, there shall be no end. Watch this. Upon the throne of David, upon his kingdom, he ordered it to establish it with judgment and with justice. From henceforth, forever, the zeal of the Lord of the Hosts will perform this. So, don't ever let nobody tell you that this is going to end. What, what they ain't going to end. If you're not in Christ, you going to end. That flesh you in going to end. All right. So you got to move now. I want to go to Galatia now. Thank you. Galatians chapter five. Now this is what happened to the woman. See, if you study the Bible, if you study the Bible as the Church of God, the Church of God is the woman. That's why the, the woman failed. You are the body of Christ. Galatians chapter 5. That's why beginning of a lot of, of studies, especially in first and 2 Corinthians, they'll start off with the church of God. Watch who Paul persecuted. I persecuted who? The church of God. That's the woman. She was persecuted. All right, Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. Stand fast in the liberty where Christ has made you free. See, this is what Paul is saying to the church. You got to stand fast in the liberty because Christ made you free. Be not entangled again with the yoke of abundance. How many know what the yoke of abundance is? It was the law. Don't go back to the law. See, this is what happened is When you get in the grace, my sister came this morning. I don't want to call her name. And I said this to her. What I said to her is, we do not join church here no more. So you'll never see nobody walk down the aisle and go join the church. You mean Pastor Trump never called a road. That's what you're saying. Anybody want to join this morning? And you know what happened? They keep joining. This is not a club. That's what God told me one morning. He said, you can't join church. You are the church. You become. And so he showed me. He said, you got to teach the people that they are the church and stop joining. This is not a club. You join a club. That's why you can resign. You can leave when you get ready. Stop paying your dues. You can't, this is a church. No, you're not. You are the church. How many can see the difference? See, that's what happened. God, as much as religion, tradition that we ever been in, God knows if he showed me anything, it's gone. And that's one of the things he said to me. He said, don't have the people to come join the church because they, they, they're, they're just going to join. How many people here this morning want to join the church? Wanna be a part? They, they would do that, and next week they're gone. Teach them to become the church. Once you become the church, you can't leave. Where are you going? Everybody going to know who you are. All right. Now, Galatians chapter 5, this is what he said to the church. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty where Christ hath made us free. Be not entangled again with the yoke abundant. Well, we know that with Israel, that's the law. Behold, Paul said to you, if you be circumcised, that's what the Jews wanted, Christ shall profit you nothing. See, it's just like it was that Paul talked about water baptism in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1. If they say you had to be baptized. That's what Paul said, circumcised. They had all this stuff to be a part of the church. So that's how it was during the days of Abraham. You had to be circumcised to be one of Abraham's sons. So that's what he's letting them know. You don't have to be circumcised to be a part of, part of Abraham's son no more. If everything is through faith. You don't have to be baptized to be one of Abraham's sons. I'm going to show you the word. See, that's what people would taught us from the old school. You had to be baptized. Here they say you got to be circumcised. Well, guess what? The women could be a part of this covenant then. See, in the old covenant, they are part of the covenant because they were men, and the men were circumcised. Well, what are the women going to do? God stopped that in the new covenant. Listen to me real good. The, the, the word male or female is not in the new covenant. In Christ, there's neither. That's Galatians 3.28. In Christ, there is neither male nor female, born nor free. Otherwise, in Christ or in the new covenant, there is no male or female. You can't find the word male or female in the new covenant. See, that's what happens. See, old covenant, you had to be a male to be a part of the Abrahamic covenant, and you had to be circumcised. That left the women out. Because only God in the old covenant dealt with the man, dealt with the seed. Behold, watch what Paul says. I said to you, that if you be circumcised, Christ shall promise you nothing. Otherwise, you're going to fall from where you are once you go get circumcised. See, that's what people think. If they get born again, I can not go get water baptized. Well, you just denied your salvation. Let me say something plainly, simple. Nobody can get saved today. Now, you may be like, what is, listen to him. That's heresy. Listen. Christ came 2,000 years ago and saved you. I'm going to show you the word. I'm going to show you the word. 2,000 years ago and saved man. So all you can do today is now believe the gospel and receive it. See, nobody can do nothing today to save you. Their church will tell you, come over here and get saved. I'm going to show you the word. That is not right. I'm going to show you in the Word. All right. Hold on. To, hold on to that. Let me find it. Let me find it so I can have you to write it down, then I'm going to go to it. All right. That's, that's Timothy. I'm going to show you, show you two places. That's what the Word said. Now for two or three witnesses. Titus 2.14. You want to write that down? That's one of them. Uh, Titus three. Let's do, let's do that one. Uh, uh, verse five. Titus three five. Write these down. Uh, let me go find the one in First Timothy chapter two, and I got one. 2 Timothy. I'm ahead of myself. And uh, well, I'm in Second Timothy. First Timothy. See, he told you that God saved you. Oh, there it is. 1 Timothy, write this down. 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 6. Just short on the screen while you're there. We'll go back to Galatians. Short on the screen. 1 Timothy, and then we go Titus 2. I'm sorry, 2 Timothy 3, 7. First do 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 6. I exhort therefore, verse 1, that first of all, supplication and prayers and intercession and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, for all those in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life, in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Who would have all men watch this to be saved? And the first thing people say, see there, no, 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 you got to finish what he's saying. He's going to tell you how to be saved. And to come... To the knowledge of the truth. How are you saved? See, Christ already died on the cross. He's not going to die no more. He died for all men. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14 through 21. He's already died for you. So you can only now come and receive what God already did. Watch what he said. Watch what he's already done. See, that's what you always understand. He's already done that. Who, he want all, everybody saved. What is he talking about? To be saved. What? To come to the knowledge of the truth. Now let's show you that same thing in 2 Timothy 3.7. 2 Timothy 3.7. Why people have not received salvation? Because they never came to the knowledge of the truth. You know why? Not many people preaching the truth. The gospel of Christ is the truth. Jesus said you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Well, if you're preaching water baptism for people to be saved, that's not the truth. That's a lie. 2 Timothy 3.7. Ever learning. Let's start verse 5. Bag of the fire. Having a form. This is what they have. This is what religious folks have. They have a form of godliness, but they're denying the word the gospel of Christ, they're denying the power. Romans 1.16, the gospel of Christ is the power. From search, turn away. That's what he told you, but people won't do that. For this sort are of they creep in the houses, they lead captive silly women, laden with sins, led away with divers lusts. Ever learning, been in church for 20 years, never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Because there's no truth when you don't preach Christ, the word truth is the revealed word. Verse 8, now it's Jambres and Janis and Jambres with Stuart Moses. So do these also, Paul says, resist the truth. So they, that's why they was against Paul. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning faith. See, that's what they problem. Now let's go back to Galatians 5. Man, I'm going to take the last 15 minutes in my message. I'm just doing this here to give you... The all kinds of other stuff. Verse 4. we in First Galatians 5, 4. Christ is becoming no effect, no effect unto you, whosoever are justified by the law. See, people don't know what the law is. The law is water baptism. That's why John the Baptist, when he came, guess what he came preaching? Water baptism. Who did he preach to? All Israel. Because that's the law. Paul said, Christ sent me not to baptize. Because he's not on the law. Not only that, the Passover, eating bread off the table, is the law. God gave it to Moses when he came out of Egypt. See, we, we don't know the law, we see it. Foot washing, circumcision. See, that's law. That's why I'm going to show you the Word, why people would take the Word of God, and read the law to the people in the church and say, see there, you are not to preach you are a woman. He wasn't talking about her. He was talking about the woman in Israel because they have a high priest to give them the word. Just mess up folks' life. And they just sit up and like, "Well, like, I just have to obey my bishop. I just have to do what my apostle says. Feel so sorry for Galatians chapter 5. What happened to these people? Verse 4 said, Christ had become a no effect. I can show you the same thing here at baptism. When you get water baptism, Christ has become a no effect to you. That's how you fall from grace. I'll show it to you. We'll go to that in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 17. We leave here. Christ has become a no effect to you, whosoever you are justified by the law. You are fallen from grace. See, either God did it all or he didn't do it at all. Either your faith is in Christ's death, man, and resurrection or it's not in God at all. Let's go to 1 Corinthians. Chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. I like verse 14. Back at the verse 14. Paul just blessed me when I first heard this I thank God. That sound like y'all be like, I think I'll be screaming, but that's what Paul said. Paul said, I thank God I baptize none of you. That sound like y'all be baptized to be saved? In verse, number, in verse number 17, for Christ, go back to round 17, for Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel. Watch this, not with the wisdom of the word, if I don't preach the gospel, if I baptize the people, I make the cross of Christ to be of non-effect. People can't get saved under the power of the cross because I'm washing, I'm washing them off. See, that's the same thing. That's what the law did. Matthew 15 is another one. They made the, the word of non-effect by your tradition. Let me go to it, Matthew Matthew 15, so you'll be able to have them all on tape. See, that's what the law does. That's what tradition does. Make the word of God non-effect. See, that's why people, when they come in the pulpit, that's what they tell the woman. Ma'am, ma'am. See, some of y'all don't see them. You you got two pulpits in one church. So, y'all don't even see what's going on because you don't know. Why do you need two pulpits in one church? One for the man, one for the woman. Now, if you don't think so, you walk up to this one and see what he's going to tell you. Ma'am, ma'am. Come on now, you, y'all don't get serious enough for me. You don't tell me you haven't seen that? In Christ. Put it on the screen, Galatians 2.38. That's not what I said. Some of y'all don't know what I said, so I can say anything. What I say, Galatians what? No, I, I know I said Matthew, but I'm talking about in Christ that neither male nor female. I gave y'all that verse. Galatians chapter three, what verse? Put it on the screen, Galatians 3.28. That's why it says, see, I just quoted that scripture today. In Christ, you don't have, in the new covenant, you do not have the word male or female. Sometimes you've you got to concord you go check it out. God ended that at the cross. Galatians 3.28. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. Why? Because you are all one in Christ. Somebody ought to say something. Amen. We are one. Watch that. So you can't, tell the, you can't tell a woman that she can't preach. And I'm going to show you the scripture that they use. But see, since a woman don't know, yeah, my, my, my apostle said that. My bishop said that. I, I just feel so sorry for him. Dress dragging the floor. Oh my God. People put you in bunnies. My bishop said I can't wear no pants in church. So it's pitiful. pitiful. That's why I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Now if that's your style, it's okay. Don't let nobody put you no bunnies doing it. Man, I don't know what happened to my notes, whatever they hit. <laughs> I reckon I'll find them before the day over. Somebody say amen. All right. Now, Lord, you know where my notes are. <laughs> They'll show up. Somebody say amen. All right, let's move on. Now, I, am I taking somewhere to get a scripture? Matthew chapter 15. All right, the Gospel of St. Matthew chapter number 15. And I want to show you when in this chapter, uh, the first nine verses, I'm not going to be able to go through all that much. I'm just going to show you one verse. What verse you got? Let's start with verse 4. Well, let's read a couple of those. Verse 4 says, for God commanded, saying, honor your father, your mother. He did. That was the law. And he that curses father and mother, let him do what? Yeah. Die to death. But you say. So what is tradition? God said one thing, the people said something else. I I got put out the I got put out of the church. That's how we got to be sister pastor in the church. We, had, we, had got, we ran out of our church. We put out. Because I would not read the Baptist Covenant. And somebody told the pastor. And he watched, he watched me. So I was I was in everybody was standing up in the pulpit. You know how in the Baptist churches, you know, I'm standing there, but I'm not reading. So they told the pastor, he came one day, he turned around to me like this and looked at me in the service. And he looked at the people. He looked at me. He wanted everybody to see. He ain't reading. I knew I was gone. I got put out of church. It wasn't long. It wasn't long. He came and told me. He said, there's a pastor over there on uh Bethlehem Baptist Church. They need an assistant pastor. I just want to know did you want that. I see. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you know real soon. I knew I was gone. He he gave me a church. But like I said, I I told the pastor where I went. I I told him, I said, now, I want you to know why I'm over here. I didn't read the Baptist covenant. I'm not going to read no Baptist covenant. Because you can't give me a covenant that people who are 100 years old wrote. They got to sign up on the thing, the Baptist covenant. This is our 100th anniversary. I can't read no Baptist covenant, man. It's telling you where to go when you leave church. If you go to a church down south, join another Baptist church. Some of y'all don't even remember. Some of y'all do y'all remember that? Y'all don't even remember nothing about no covenant. But they got every Baptist church, they got covenant, got a great big old covenant on the wall said the Baptist Covenant. Most people go to church, don't even know what it is. I'm not here to teach you against the Baptist church. I'm just talking about. What happened to me and my wife will tell you that We, I I told my wife I just can't do that because the covenant is the new covenant I got a new covenant, and said nothing about what's on that thing up there so I got I had to leave so I told that pastor. then another thing that had in the church and I'm gonna get back to my message but this is the thing the man said to me he said now I said I'm gonna tell you something else I have a problem with how folk join church because when a Baptist is you got to vote. All in favor? All opposed? Some of y'all go to church, you don't know what y'all are going to They don't know what's going on in the church. They're asking the people, should we take you or not? And if you get some nays, you're not joining. How many think, no, I'm not lying? You look, look at some witnesses. They've they been around a long time. They've probably been put out from churches too, probably. All right. Now, I gave you this this morning, but I want to give it to you. I can't find my notes, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. I just believe the Holy Ghost and the people in here. All right. The first thing I told you is in the Bible, when you go to the book of Genesis, the first book of the Bible is what it's about. Everybody, you need to write in your Bible so you'll know this. If you write this in your Bible, you'll never be lost no more. And when somebody tells you the tribulation is coming in your future, you know that's a lie. Amen. Genesis, the first chapter of Genesis is about what? Generation. Creation. Now, if you were not here this morning, you need to write that down. The first chapter of Genesis. So you open your Bible to Genesis chapter 1 and put a Roman number 1 and put creation. Genesis chapter 2, what, you, what, is, what is it about? Formation. It's about formation. If when man was formed. So, because what I'm going to do is I'm going to take you through the exact same thing and I'm going to take it to you, take you through it in the New Covenant. I'm going to show you what Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is about. It's the same thing as what I'm giving you in Genesis. Chapter 3 is about what? Look at your notes before I get there. So if I read the book of Genesis, what am I gonna see? I'm gonna see the temptation of man, right? And that's what happened. They failed because they were tempted. Ain't that right? All right. Now, the next thing, the next thing that happened is the fourth, is separation. So when I when I get into the, the fourth chapter, I'm gonna find Eve gonna have two sons, Cain and Abel. That's where man began to be separated, the good seed from the bad seed. And that's why in separation, there's always arguments and fussing and arguing, all this confusion because of the word separation. But then in chapter 5, you have genealogy. So if you reach your fifth chapter in Genesis, it's a genealogy of Adam. This is a genealogy of Adam. Then when you get to after genealogy, chapter 6 is going to tell you what? Multiplication. Then, when man began to multiply upon the face of the earth. But he's not talking about the planet, he's talking about in Israel. Because that's the earth, it's the face of the earth. We get that later. The next thing he talked about was what? Chapter 7 was what? Chapter 6 was what? You got, they multiplied. When man began to multiply, that was chapter 6. Then after that, salvation. See, always salvation comes after multiplication. But something else comes after salvation. Right, so that's why Jesus said to them, as in the days of Noah, what before the flood. What happened before the flood? I'm trying to see if you understand the flood is what? Tribulation. So you gotta understand. Before tribulation came what? Salva- Salvation always comes before tribulation. So if you go back and look at the days of Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ came to bring what? Salvation. After that, gonna come what? Tribulation. After tribulation is gonna come what? A new covenant, a new beginning. Isn't that what you got? The dispensation of grace came after tribulation. That's why I read to you this morning, the book of Revelation, John 1 and 9 said, I was in tribulation with you. I'm your companion in tribulation. Revelation chapter 1 verse 9. So they were in tribulation at that time. So you got to understand, don't let nobody tell you tribulation in your future. It cannot be. Salvation just came in two thousand years ago. Christ brings salvation. We are in the midst of a new dispensation now, because the end is not the end is not in, in, the end is not in front of you. The end is behind you. Amen. Christ is the end. Amen. See, once Christ came, he ended the old law, ended the old covenant. I told you this morning what grace is. And I told you, when God brought grace, what did he really do to us? He restored. I told you to put this down. Once God puts you in grace, what what did he do? He restored all things. You need to put that down. That's why you now have the mind of Christ. Don't you know, before Adam ate of the tree of neither good and evil, he named all things? He created all things. So you have to understand, that's why I'm going to take you now to John 1 and 1. My time is up, but I'm going to have to take you to John 1 and 1. Now, why, why John 1 and 1 is so important? Go back to John 1 and 1. See, it ain't just in big beginning with the word. That, that's... <laughs> listen, listen. I used to be there too. That's why I want you to understand why there's a John 1 and 1. Because the first thing you're going to see in John 1 and 1 is what? I just gave it to you. but I gave it to you in Genesis. And I come right here, John, and I'm asking you the same thing. Listen to me. When I give you something in Genesis, I'm showing you the fulfillment of it now in the book of John. See, John, when Jesus came, he fulfilled all things. What did he come and do? Fulfill what he said in Genesis. Well, what did he say in Genesis? Genesis 1 is creation. So that means John chapter 1 got to be by what? Creation. All right, all the way you get to chapter, chapter 1, verse 14. For, verse 14, and the word became flesh. What are we looking at? Formation. Two, number two. Formation. The word became flesh. It's formation. And then after that, you look at uh, uh, Matthew and, and, and uh, Luke, you're going to see something else. <laughs> <laughs> Genio- what what is it? Separation. Separation. Jesus is going to leave Nazareth. He's leaving his family. And he's going into his ministry. Separation. Chapter 4, you're going to see what? Separation. Chapter number 3 was what? what temptation. temptation Jesus was tempted if you look at Matthew 4 Luke 4 he was tempted of all things but he did not give in did he like the woman see he got to fulfill what the woman did the woman Adam and Eve was tempted they failed Jesus in, in, in Matthew 4 Luke 4 Jesus was tempted but said he resisted the devil Get thee behind me, Satan. He did not. And then what happened? He returned in the power of the Spirit because he did not fail to the temptation. Every time you're tempted and you don't fall to the temptation, God empowers you more. See, that's how it happened. Just like I told you, when you get down to things that you go through, they are tests and trials and persecution. But there only is to develop character. Yeah. God can't give you more power unless your character changes. Yeah. Everything in you got to grow. Your knowledge of the Word got to grow. Your wisdom of the Word got to grow. Your knowledge of the Word got to grow. Your understanding of the Word got to grow. Even your commitment to God got to grow. God wants to know where you lead, where you walk away from discernment. That's what happened when, when I haven't gotten to that. That's what happened with Mark. He had a young man named John Mark. We haven't talked about John Mark. John Mark left Paul because of the battle. When he found out that there was demon experience for real, and people can talk like that was for real, John left and went back home. Went home left Paul until Paul got so he was mature enough and he told them bring John Mark and this is what he's gonna say to him he is profitable for me in the ministry so you got to understand some this thing is real how you going to pull somebody out of darkness into light and don't mess with the bees that's why you got to know who you are. You got to be who you are. Because the presence of the Lord is what I want you to understand. This man left. That's what happened in Genesis. He left the presence of the Lord. And he went among the trees in the garden. There's a lot of trees in Egypt. I mean, in, in the garden of Eden. But he left. And when and hid... But the Bible said in Ezekiel 31 and 8, the tree, even the cedar tree, could not hide him. That's why in Genesis chapter 4, chapter 3, God came and said, Adam, where are you? Well, it's not like God didn't know where Adam was. He was hiding behind the trees in the garden. Otherwise, he was over in Egypt. He went down to Egypt. That's why when you study Jacob, the first thing he's going to say to Abraham is, how did Abraham lose his wife? Talk to me. How did Abraham lose his wife? The king took her. Where was he? He was in Egypt. He took Abraham's wife. God plagued her. He plagued him until he turned his wife aloof. And then he blessed him. The same thing happened when Moses went into Egypt. Why? He had to go against God's wife. She stayed in trouble. Always in Egypt. But know what God told Isaac? Don't go down into Egypt. But the next son, Isaac, after Isaac, Jacob, there was a famine. Jacob tried not to go. I'm not going. But it was a famine. And he had to go to Egypt. God raised up Moses. See, you got to follow the Bible down. You got to know what's going on. But they multiplied. Israel multiplied. When they went to Egypt, they multiplied. They got more people in Israel than there was in all Egypt. And they said, we got to do something with them. These folks, more of these folks than us. They don't realize it was God. God put them in the multiply because God was getting ready to take them somewhere. That's why we got the multiply. Yes. See, when God got something for you, you got to multiply. You can't sit at home no more and say, I can watch God on TV. That's over. Yes. Come on, get up on your feet. I'm not done. I'm going to give you one scripture. And I want you to meditate on this tonight. Psalm 51:11. Psalm 51:11. Watch what the word of God says. Psalm 51, 11. This was, this was, J- this was, David had done something in his life. But watch what he said to God. Cast me not away from thy presence. Cast me not away from thy presence. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. Because you hold, have the Holy Spirit, don't leave the presence of the Lord. That's what a falling away is. You have the Holy Spirit, but you over here behind the trees, hiding yourself from God. You got the Holy Spirit, stay in the presence of the Lord. The only way you're going to be able to live is stay in the presence of the Lord. That's why you're here. This woman drives from Saginaw every Sunday, 75 miles. You know why? She has to be in the presence of the Lord. What the enemy trying to do in your life, he can't do it as long as you remain in the presence of the Lord.